after the dust had settled on another Warwickshire Open Studios, I took the time to sit down with Steve Davis and Chris Pegler to talk about their journey turning the Alexandra Arms Pub into the Art at the Alex, a local community art venue here in the heart of rugby. Here is that conversation. Steve, what have some of the challenges been in terms of taking over a pub, turning it into an arts venue? Um, I suppose the the first thing is the the lighting is probably the first thing because I don't know it was one of those pubs that kind of had low level lighting, kind of brownish walls. So you know, sort of if you're going to hang things on the wall. You need to be able to see so we've put a lot of brighter lights in here just some of it just by kind of upgrading the bulbs but uh, some of the ceiling lights were very entertaining um, wooden barrels that hang, hung from the ceiling that just cast a circle on the floor um, yeah there's, there's been a lot of just physical work in terms of painting the place we're still the insulation of the place is still an ongoing project as is just about everything else that sounds like there might be a team of people involved in taking it from what it was to to what it is now is that that the case with it you you mentioned a community of of artists yes well in terms of we in terms of painting the walls We've had, you know, sort of teams of artists in here, kind of just with brushes and rollers, you know, sort of last year they did a huge amount of painting and, you know, we've had others back since to kind of help with things. And gardening. And gardening. My mother helps with the gardening. Yes. Um, and the other thing is people have been very generous in gifting us things. So... Um, some of the display cases and stuff we've been gifted and it's quite common for people to sort of say I've got this stuff can you use it so things like display plinths and the display cases and um, quite a bit of our sort of um, shelving comes from Mm. the plant room at Rugby Art Gallery and Museum they gave us access to it and I think they were quite bemused that we go oh we could use that Oh, we could use that. <laughs> and so we've we've reused quite a lot of things and remade them. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, and uh, we should mention that we, because Steve's not very tall and he doesn't like heights. Mm. If we need a tall guy yes. to go up a ladder, <laughs> we've used John Thompson, <laughs> who's also a photographer. He turned up and did things like photographed the windows and made us feel better about the windows when we had the vandalism earlier in the year so it's just a really supportive community um Mm. but they help in quite unexpected ways sometimes and and mainly i would say they've helped because whenever we've had an idea of what we're going to do they show up and they say yes we'll sign up for this things like the show we had last week we were amazed. We had 40 artists, 76 pieces of work, and half of the artists hadn't been here before. I mean, 
we reckon that we've now had 90 artists selling or showing work here. Um, and that's really important because without that, we would just revert to just being our own studios and yeah. maybe having some other artists in here. But it's grown into being a community hub because the community has wanted a hub, really. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. We're inside the pub at the moment, but there's this courtyard space, the Warwickshire Open Studios, well, and indeed the, the Climate Cafe that happened mm-hmm. um, before that made use of some of the outbuildings. How, what's been the process of bringing that, that part of the, the pub to life? Um, well, the, the the former brewery when when we bought the place, they, the 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 brewing equipment was being sold to other people at pretty much the same time. So so when we first bought it, we kind of it was still there, and we were promised they they'll be coming next week, and they'll they'll take it all, and they did. Yes, so uh, so that all went away. So it was essentially an empty shed. Um, so again, I did some insulation of of the the, the, the ceilings in there. Uh, some of it we painted up, painted the floors. So it's it's a you know a quick and dirty job, but but that's a, a much that's a, actually a, a very good space to to have people in. Um, and there's an open pavilion at the bottom end. Um, I put a kind of a kind of a kind of roof space within that, so that at least when the place is full of people, we have somewhere where I can store just stuff that would be in the way otherwise. Um, the garden is pretty much the same as it always has been, apart from we've trimmed back the um, the willow tree a bit because that was kind of encroaching halfway across the garden. And so that's kind of pushed back, though it's, it's as as is the case with willow trees, it's growing back again. So that's going to be, you know, an ongoing, almost an annual thing to trim it back. I think what was Steve's talked about the lighting. The yeah. smell in the place was not pleasant when we took it over. It had been closed for almost a year. And okay, so we uh, decades of built-in sort of spilt Body, beer smells or? well i think and also possibly um it wasn't atomic the results theory, of yeah. o- over consumption of beer yeah. right um yeah. had made their way onto the carpets and yeah. you know yes. into the crevices so it yeah. really i think um the thing that i would really like to get over is that you talked about open studios our first uh, the Open Studios in June 2022 was our first event. And when we bought it, when we were looking to buy it, we had this idea in January and we said, well, we'd have room for a few more people to do Open Studios here because we'd only done it previously with just two of us in Stratton. And we had it in mind, maybe three or four people. Um, and we also stressed that we wouldn't have bought the place until the middle of February. And obviously it's uncertain until you've bought the place, but they would have to pay £35 each and register for Warwickshire Open Studios to be eligible to be here. And we ended up with 12 other people wanting to be here. And I was all like, I think 
I think before you pay us any more money, you have to come and see the place and sit in it. And they still wanted to do it. Um, it was, I think this, it's really nice working with artists because they have a sort of vision. They look at something and they can see beyond what it is now to what it could be. And I think that's... Yeah. And they have a kind of can-do attitude, yeah. really. Yeah, well, yes. They know that they can change things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've we've... We've been really lucky with the people we work with because mm. they, they just keep on liking what's happening here and encouraging us to do more with it. I enjoyed meeting Hannah Kemper mm. and mm. the somewhat Heath Robinson contraption that she was amazed <laughs> by that either does or doesn't include a deliberate visual pun that a snooker cue is part of the mechanism for this printing press yeah you being steve davis but not that steve davis yes <laughs> is that part of the the sort of the improvisation that the, the ingenuity that you've you've had to yes. have because you just you just make it happen yeah it's 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 something that we'd always done it as a couple you know sort of because you know we've We've been together 40 years now. Uh, and, you know, sort of all way back, you know, we we have no money really. And so what do we do to, you know, do this at home? And, and we just improvise and, and make something happen. Um, yeah, with a printing press, printing presses can be quite expensive. And so, well, first of all, I thought I, I, I made one with a, a kind of wind-up car jack and that kind of worked and you know made quite a small one and, uh, and I thought yeah, I could make something because having done it I thought I could make something bigger and if I got a hydraulic jack it'd be even less hard work on the arms so I so that was the one I made that I, I that Hannah borrowed um, and yeah it's it's Yeah, because like that came with us from Stretton. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something that we always do. We think, you know, you know, oh, we've got to do this. We've got to fix that. The, the first thing is, uh, that comes in your, your head is, what have I got in the shed? You know, you know, what have we got the, the, that we can make work in this situation? Yeah. yeah. Is there an engineering background that, underpins that because I often have that thought but it doesn't end up working <laughs> um I, I I guess I trace it back to my my great-grandfather was a Swedish ship's carpenter who settled in South Wales and when I grew up his tools were always about so I kind of played about with them and and, and did things and made things so just having those tools around that I, that I messed around with, um, I'd say was, you know, sort of just, just kind of put that that kind of thing into me, really. I'm similar in, in having a grandfather with an engineering background and <laughs> drilling holes in concrete with a <laughs> with a hand drill. And my, my, my dad wasn't an engineer, but he was always prepared to give it a go. And I, yeah. I, I similarly... But you got to start your ten thousand hours somewhere, and if you well, can start, right. quite if you young, start so. when you're seven.
what what talk, talk us through the range of things that happen here um well it sort of tended to be one thing's led to another thing's led to another thing um i sort of i suppose i most people who've ever worked with me say i like a plan so i look at the time we've got available and look at other things that are happening and i try to piggyback on because we don't have many resources so it's um, some of the first things we did were watch open studios and heritage open days because they're big programs and we can be a little cog and and learn from them um but some things sort of came up i mean one of the things that we really enjoyed last year because it was it was pretty grim in december um and it's very hard to heat this place very expensive to heat this place. um we had something that we called alexmas which was like a 12 days um that were open thursday to sunday that's longer than we'd normally be open and we decided that we'd um, ask artists and this is another example of the artists stepping forward ask artists to come in and teach something that people could just drop in and learn uh, whether it's wrapping with fabric which Lee taught um, or making beer bottle baubles um, beer bottle cap baubles which Jenny did with her jeweler's tools or some sort of printing with craft foam which Steve did and we did that each day and then actually on the 9th we brought out our dressing up box because we're steampunks and people dressed up as steampunk gear um, and we just had a really good time I mean mm. there's a sense in which if you get a load of artists together they'll have a good time if nobody else turns up um, and that was really nice um, I'm just planning something I've been planning something today that ties in with Rugby Open which is the big um, the big exhibition at Rugby Art Gallery and Museum um, and it's sort of a, a sort of like fallout from that last year some people were disappointed not to have work shown and this year with Coventry open and the same so we're calling our last exhibition of the year in December the Salon de Refuse and we're basically saying to people if you put your work forward for a juried exhibition during 2023 and you didn't get in and you want it to be shown in 2023 we will give you a chance to show here and I've been working out how we're going to do that um, and lots of these things are new to us and some of them we've invented so they're new to everybody but we sort of are coming up with some interesting rules and ways of doing it and we we want to involve more people who um, are outside of our normal networks and we'd really like to involve schools a bit more so I'm definitely looking to involve schools more in Heritage Open Days because um, we're open on a Friday, so hopefully local schools could come and see crafts in action. I just have to sort of manoeuvre to get um, my uh, information out early. I'm terrible for getting information out at the last minute because I'm sort of like holding on to it. I need to get it out there earlier. Tell me about uh, First Thursdays, because there's a musical aspect as they, well as a they, creative writing. Well, they came out of Alexmas, because we're open on Thursdays. And we've this pub had, it's, had very, it's been known for various things at various times. We're aware that it was known for um, music, but there was a real tension because the music was very loud and very disruptive from the neighbours. 
not very popular. I think um, Claire Pentlow mentioned coming here 10 years ago in her uh, friend's metal days, so maybe yes. that's that yeah. part. So. Yeah, well, we have, uh, we've learned all sorts of things from taking over this place. We have something called a sound limiter system, um, which means that it will cut out the sound if you get too loud here. Oh, cut out the power. Power, which is... We're okay um, now, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not no, raise the roof. Just but that's a quite an extreme solution. Um, so, you know, there was, there was quite a tense atmosphere about music in this pub. Um, but... What happened was um, I wanted to do something. I wanted to have an evening event, only four to eight. It's not really late. And we talked about music. And one of the things, one of the challenges we faced was we didn't have money for um, a music license. We explored initially how much it would cost for music license for somebody to come in and sing carols. I think that was where it yes. first came out. Um and it was it was about eighty odd quid, and we just didn't couldn't justify that amount of money for one night because we we don't take that much money in one night. So uh, so what we did was um, we approached Ben, um, and I said I can use original music or traditional music out of copyright music, and he came up with um, basically a musical act for the four Thursdays that we had during um, December um, and we enjoyed it and mm. we then carried it over as the first Thursday of the month this year and we'll carry it over um, and it's been quite nice because I think for some bands it was quite testing to begin with mm. to say so you can't play your old standards you have to play something new but we've gradually found people who really like the opportunity to come and play their music and somehow it feels right for the artistic vibe of this place so we're sticking with it really and we've sort of added poetry in um mm-hmm. and that's going to be quite interesting because uh so i'm thinking of nominating you as a poet because of the <laughs> kurt schwitter's project <laughs> so tell me a, a little bit about that um kurt schwitter's was a German Dadaist artist. Uh, he, uh, he made lots of strange little collages out of torn bits of magazines and newspapers. Uh, and he also did, I think he was probably one of the earliest kind of installation artists. He kind of built weird structures inside his own house. Um, um, and after he he fled to Britain during the in the run up to the war, and he he carried on in the north of England, and uh, and and did the um, uh, did an installation in a barn up there. Uh, but also one of the other things he did is he he wrote some very strange poetry, and one of them is a kind of it's a kind of doomed love poem. It's it's kind of it's kind of like you know the, the 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 poems of unrequited love of the Middle Ages, but but brought into the twentieth century, and it's about someone who's desperately in love with a woman and he dare not speak to her kind of thing. And uh, I'd always I'd always I'd always liked it, but I, but the English translation that we're always knocking around, I realised was a terrible translation. 
Because you're German. So, well, for, with, with my O-level German, I, I saw the parallel text and I thought, no, that doesn't say that. And so, like, ten years ago, it's like it, it took me 30 years for the irritation to get to a level at which I decided to translate it myself, uh, which I did. And then I thought, oh, it'd be really nice to do some illustrations for it. And I started and they didn't get anywhere. And then last month with um, Warwickshire Open Studios, I started working on the illustrations for these. And that's these on the, the wall behind me that I've, I've done so far. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I found out because 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 I, the last time I looked was 2014. I thought, oh, I don't fancy, do, you know, it'd be nice to do it as a book, but, you know, copyright and dealing with the, you know, the Schwitters Foundation and all that. But I went back to look at the Schwitters Foundation and his works are out of copyright now. <laughs> so, 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 I, so they're in the public domain. So, so I could use his German version, my English version and illustrations and make a little book. And is that, is that in the offing then? Well, it's a plan. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it that, that to the grip that uh, causes the oyster, sorry, yeah. the pearl to form in the yeah. oyster. That irritation. Yeah. Three decades of yeah, of it just sort of rubbing just, away there, and it's going to kind of reach fruition. Reach, be a thing. Yeah. That's marvellous. There's yeah. some tenacity there, isn't there? Yeah. Well, certainly nominating to be a. Poet on that basis, <laughs> wonky German or no wonky German. When we come back in September, um, the poetry side hasn't really taken off as much as we'd like. We'd really, yeah. we know that there were poets. Um, it may be just the timing of the event or whatever. The music, people will turn up for the music and they really enjoy the music. Um, but what I'm thinking of is saying that you will be. You will be reading your translation oh, really? and showing them pictures. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would yeah. be a world premiere, wouldn't it? It would, it would yeah. It would, it would. <laughs> uh, did, did, did you know rugby, uh, I think Hunt's Bookshop is spearheading it, are planning to have a literary festival next year? I didn't. I, I don't know how how far developed the plans are. I, I think it's next year um, because we've actually been approached by... Um, an arts council funded poet to read poetry here which she may or may not do but um, so I know that they're next year because it doesn't fit in the timing with her but it would be we've we've actually got um, well Eric with his canals book and we've got Jess who's written two children's books and tells me that by next year she will have six um, and we've got an, another of the artists who's writing a children's book with words by her philosophy professor father who retired um so we're thinking if they do have a literary festival we'll have a sort of the artists yeah, showing so and, and talking about yeah. the illustration the part of things book. as well yeah i think that would be good yeah. so much in the in the crucible yeah. I think you can see how we sort of... I start off with one plan and then it creeps all the way over the place, really. Yeah. Um, well, that's the creative spark. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 
and people and there is so many other people that it kind of yeah. crackles out through if you see and they that. they crackle back because yeah. they say oh we like this could you do this <laughs> yeah so, yeah a great many of the artists who were showing at part of uh, as part of Warwickshire Open Studios talked about the the sort of connectivity and the cross-pollination that came from being in the presence of other artists over those uh, couple of weeks how how do you see what what you offer as a venue for Warwickshire Open Studios how has it gone this year compared with with last and um, and what might 2024 look like um I think it's it, it's a curious time for all sort of retail outlets in, in a sense. Um, we, I think we're more familiar to yeah. people. There was less of the total surprise when you came through the door. There were less of the people in search of a pub coming through the door this yeah. time, which is always good for us. Um, the, so we had about, we reckon we had about 660 people visit very inexact counting which is about 50 percent upon last year um some some people did very well um very very well um and some people really just covered their costs steve didn't sell anything at all apart from a few postcards postcards perhaps because he was doing very strange work um (laughs) because he sold he sold much better than most other people during the art um, exhibition so it's sort of like working out it's it's quite interesting but um, I think we were very pleased with it we definitely do it again Um, I think most of the artists want to do it again Um, I think 20 would be the absolute maximum and depending on what we've done to the space here we may not be able to get 20 in next time Um, but it was it was a really nice blend, and we were really happy to have some of the like Darcy, who's the pot, the younger Potter. She won a bursary this year, and Hannah won the was it called the Emerge Prize? Yeah, yeah. at the Rugby Open um, exhibition where Open Studios gave her again, you know, free free pass to to Open Studios. So so those two young. Young up and coming artists having their first open studios, which yeah. was really nice. And but the message from all of the artists, which she seemed to have picked up on, is even if they didn't really sell, they picked up clues. I mean, I remember from the first <coughs> open studios, the two silversmiths who spent quite a lot of time in the silver shed together. Um, I, I don't think sales were great, but they learnt such a lot from having basically eight days of seeing each other and trading ideas. Um, and this this group, the Rugby Artists and Makers Network, which came into being during lockdown, mm-hmm. was all about learning from each other. Um, because especially if you're a sole trader, um, who's maybe doing another job as well, so you've got very limited time to develop your craft um, it can be really daunting because it feels like every decision you make from po- packaging to social media to everything, you're on your own. Um, but p- being part of a network like this means that you can
can go to other people for advice yeah. and see what they're doing and it's just made it yeah. much and you can, more visible. You can ask people, you know, like yeah. what kind of what kind of card reader do they use? And you know, is it you know, are there any differences? Yeah. What do you prefer? Uh, and so you can find out things yeah. like that. And how, how many cards you might have printed up for something like open studios. Yeah. And that that advice can make the difference between use yeah. Because it's very tempting to buy too much and then you've got a huge amount of stock and no money, yeah. <laughs> no capital to do anything. So I think it's it's really supportive. Um, so we like that. But there are other events we do during the year, the arty weekends and even the um, the sort of summer show that we've just had. Because we had three maybe four artists in at a time doing the stewarding in different parts they were not only speaking to the public they were speaking to each other and enjoying um, basically going around the exhibition together endlessly Mm. and having a look at the different pieces it's it's really nice to be able to put practitioners that often work alone Mm. together it's like as soon as you do that there's a sort of outpouring of incessant questions and information and they're so willing to share information Mm. really really lovely well i'm going to bring it to a close it's been wonderful sitting down spending time with you and hearing your story i wish you every success for what's coming up and i'll certainly be back for the launch of Steve's book, and uh, if there's a poetry slam in the offing, then I have something up my sleeve as well Ooh, that I'd like, wow. to, that I'd like yes. to perform. So yeah, there you go. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So thank, thank you once again. Thanks for hosting. Thank, thank you. you, thank you. Thank you.